Welcome back to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, at it again, talking about all things tunes and talk about feminism. This week is super exciting because our guest is Boston Marriage. They were on tour with our alumni guest, Stove, and lucky for me, they stopped in St. Pete to play a show at one of my favorite DIY spaces, Lucky You Tattoo. But more on that in a sec. If you listen to my other podcast, On the Record, I had a lot to say about the rape and sexual allegations related to Power Bottom. Because Angry Girl Music is a platform for discussing these issues, I'm going to rehash this here, so this is your content warning now. A whole community is hurting right now because of the abuses caused by Power Bottom. They were quickly rising queer icons that preached inclusivity with catchy tunes. But unfortunately, it was just a veneer, and it turns out that Ben and Liv were, in fact, the very people we feared, and they were everything that they preached against. We put a lot of trust out there when we listen to music. We take in an art form and listen close, often taking in the voices and sounds we hear, trusting them when they promise a lot of honesty. Losing that hurt a lot of people. I really admire the swift actions taken by touring bands, by Power Bottoms label, Polyvinyl, and even the festivals that booked the band. Honestly, I was thrilled when my vinyl refund hit my bank account within 48 hours. But I can't help but think about the consequences. Yes, this was fair and right, but did this happen so quickly because Power Bottom is queer? I firmly believe that the queer community, women and femmes, will demand consequences for violence faster than areas that are dominated by cisgender heterosexual men, and more so by white men. I'm satisfied that Power Bottom was handled appropriately, but it took years for Ian Graham of Cheap Girls to face consequences. Front Porch Steps still tours and plans new records. Countless other abusers are still successful in spite of identical allegations being buried. I'm tired of hearing people separate the art from the artist. I'm tired of hearing people defend abusers because an accuser has chosen to remain anonymous. And I'm tired of watching people grow successful while their victims suffer with PTSD. It's time that the wider community treats assault as seriously as it should be. My heart, mind, and everything goes out to victims of sexual assault and abuse. I will stand by you, amplify your voices foremost. I'm hoping that you will hear the voices that stand beside you and with you the loudest. You deserve our utmost support. For this next segment, I'm super excited to introduce you to Boston Marriage. We recorded together in a parking lot at Lucky You Tattoo, the very first episode we've ever done that, by the way, and just hours before the really incredible set. What I love about Boston Marriage is how sincere they are as both people and performers. I was blown away by their magnetic set, just how they drew everyone in. So I'm going to stop gushing for a minute and let you hear Boston Marriage for yourselves. Stumbling backward in all your glory. Alone with him, I won't be getting the whole story. I got news for you. That book is 
super stoked to be able to talk to Boston Marriage. This is super exciting. Yeah. And you guys are from Vero Beach, right? Yes. Yeah. So why Boston Marriage then? Okay. Well, um, Boston marriage is actually like a term from the 19th century. Okay. Um, it was used to describe like when two women would like live independently of a man's income together, and like usually they were like lesbians. Oh, badass! Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it means. <laughs> None of us have ever even been to Boston. I've been no. to Boston. That, oh, I've been okay. to Boston. Well, you haven't been to Boston. <laughs> I've Me never been to Boston. I haven't been to Boston. <laughs> Sorry. That's so funny, though. Well, at least at least some people in the band have been to Boston, so that makes it super <laughs> cool. news to me. <laughs> That's great. That's the fun thing about, like, talking to bands, though, is I feel like everybody kind of gets to know each other a little yeah. bit more, and you, like, start popping questions and stuff, so. <laughs> How did you all kind of get to know each other and start making music? Well, um, Kristen and I have been, like, making music together for, like, ten years. We met, like, at church, like, yeah. a long time ago, and we've just been, like, best friends ever since. Um, and we, like, started this project in, like, uh, like, uh, October? What's the month before October? September? September. <laughs> yeah. We probably started, like, around that time, and, um, I don't yeah, know how I met, that. I met Chris, um, because our boyfriends were in, um, a band together, so, um, we met at probably, like, their band <laughs> practice, and we hit it off yeah. super well. Definitely. Um, Lisa and I, we were in a different project, yeah. very short-lived, yeah. and um, Melissa actually left for college, and when she came back, we decided to start a new project, and I asked Lisa if she wanted to be a part of it, and she did. I was like, yeah, I know how to play bass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but... Yeah. And, then, and then Shane came along, because Shane's dating Lisa, and Shane's always wanted to play the drums. At first, it was just temporary, but he loves Boston. Well, there was another drummer who lived in North Carolina, and there was two shows booked. I so I was like, that. well, I'll fill in, like, you know, because you can't, like, play these shows. Uh, so then I filled in for two shows, and then it kind of all fell, fell into place yeah. from there. That's pretty cool, though. You kind of found your chemistry, and everybody kind of yeah. stuck together at that point. Yeah. That's super neat. Well, I like it whenever bands kind of come together that organic way and stuff. Yeah. You all kind of know each other and start playing, and it starts to pick up. What were kind of each of your first instruments you ever played? Um, I started with like piano lessons in like elementary school, but then I, I don't know, I didn't really like it. But then in like uh, middle school, I started playing guitar, so I kind of taught myself. Yeah, bass is my first instrument. I actually got my first bass for my birthday like two years ago, and have been like trying to play since then. I'm kind of new to the to play drums like even when I like first got my guitar like my parents got me like a Walmart guitar even though I really wanted a drum set so I kind of just like rolled with it for like super long so now it's like really awesome that I finally get to like fulfill this desire and <laughs> want like you know I've wanted to do this for so long and like the opportunity finally happened and 
it's been super great since. We were just waiting for Boston Marathon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so awesome. What kind of bands have inspired you creatively to write the music that you have now, or even just when you were starting to play your instruments? Um, Kristen and I just talked about this last night. Oh, All really? I Do by Fall Out Boy. That <laughs> album, like, taught me everything I know. Yeah. But, like, I think, like, more realistically, like, the Death Cab for Cutie, Brand Definitely. New, like, mm-hmm. uh, Modest Mouse. Those, yeah. those are my favorite for bands. You, I don't for know me, about it you. was, like, System of a Down. <laughs> my favorite band, like, Corn. Yeah. I always gotta bring up Corn. Like, for me, it Like, was... I was new metal and, like, goth in, like, middle school, so. <laughs> Badass. Yeah. Like, for me, it was definitely My Chemical. Oh, true. Uh, I forgot about that. It just, they were my everything when I was in middle school, and I was like, I want to be a band, like, I want to play music, so I guess that's where it, like, stemmed from. I think definitely now it's more, like, death tab and stuff actually, like, influences what we're writing. Yeah, yeah. I can hear that a little bit, though, because, like, with the way that you do your instrumentation stuff, it's very organized, it's very, like, it flows beautifully and stuff, and the way the Death Cab does, you know? Um, Some bands kind of, like, they'll listen to something and they'll try to play it exactly, but I can hear your own voices and the way that you approach writing music. It's really cool. Thank you. Cool, thank you. Yeah, um, if anything, it's, like, I kind of had that little bit of, like, the slight, like, indie emo progression a little bit in Broken Down Boats. That was really awesome to me. (laughs) Like, can you talk about writing that song a little? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you should yeah, say the yeah. thing All that right. you told me on day one. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Broken Down Boat, I don't know, there's like a little like setting I like to tell, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, you're like, you're you like, gotta close your eyes. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, close, you gotta your close your eyes. That's true. Okay, I'll do yeah. that. Alright, <laughs> everybody <laughs> listening, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so imagine that you're like in the forest, there's like tall trees all around, it's like overcast, it's kind of like dark out, you're walking through the forest, and all of a sudden you see this like boat in the middle of the forest, what? and you're like, you're, you're, bear with me here. you're like, you're like, what is, what is this boat like doing in the middle of the forest, in like, how, how did it get here? Where did it come from? Who put it here? Who left it here? And, like, that's kind of, like, relatable because sometimes I feel like a boat in the forest, you know? <laughs> that's all I got. And that's how we wrote our parts. <laughs> like, we all just thought about being a boat in the forest. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I know exactly When I was writing the drums, I was thinking about boats. <laughs> you were rocking the boat? Yeah, I love it. That's really funny that you kind of started with an image and kind of fleshed it up from there. Yeah, yeah I, I I like to start with an aesthetic sometimes. <laughs> That's an interesting one. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so I really like the heavy nature of sand, by the way. That was a really great song. Thank you. Can you yeah. kind of talk about that one as well? Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, does anyone else want to talk? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like with some of our songs, like sometimes Mel is like the one that's kind of leading the vocals, and then some of the other songs, Chris is kind of leading. And I feel with that song, Chris is more of the upfront vocalist because yeah. we do like all the harmonies live and everything, but there's definitely like each song I feel like has like one person who's kind of doing like, you know, upfront, like what gowns, like that's kind of like your song. And Sand is kind of like I don't know. That's how I think. Yeah, no, yeah. And sand is like one of our like more one of our like heavier songs. It is. It's it's gorgeous how heavy it is. Honestly, like emotionally and like you know instrumentally in that sense too. It's it's powerful. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I really like that one. You know what kind of gave you the idea to name your EP Personal Space? 
Um, so all the time we like when we close your eyes first. (laughs) (laughs) When we hang out, we always say like crazy stuff, and I'll like write it down in my phone. And like someone one time said like personal space Jesus or something. (laughs) So like I don't know. I wrote that down, and then we were trying to like come up with yeah. I have no idea. Like personal Jesus, but like personal space Jesus. Um. So we were trying to come up with a name for the EP, and I was like, Personal Space Jesus, you guys, that's really good. But then we were like, no, let's just do Personal Space. And then it's also, like, very relevant to, like, the subject matter and, like, all, like, I think a lot of our music has to deal with, like, mental health and stuff. Yeah, I can get that impression. Um, Mm -hmm. Personal Space, I feel like it really ties back to the artwork that we did for it. Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah, so the artwork is definitely, like, directly related to... At least my experience living with mental illness, um, especially like anxiety, I kind of like turned to like skin picking and stuff. So um, I thought, you know, the idea seemed cool—just some pants and then the skin picking is kind of like gross and scary looking. But when you look at it from far away, it's like pretty and like looks nice. But then when you kind of focus in on what's happening, it's kind of like definitely uncomfortable. Um, so I think that personal space and you know the whole imagery kind of goes all hand in hand with kind of surviving with mental yeah that makes sense and I, I like that you kind of brought that up because it's a very powerful thing to talk about I really appreciate that more and more bands are actually trying to discuss mental illness and be more upfront about the fact that that is what they're writing about and yeah, stuff yeah. what kind of gave you the motivation to touch on the subject matter I know for some people it's kind of difficult to breach yeah I feel like um, all of us, it's just very prominent. We all deal with it. Yeah. It's something that we all relate over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, and it's, it's like, that's, like, that's like what we write about. Like, I don't know if we do it on purpose. It's just like, yeah. it's like the most relevant things in our lives. It's, it's just like, yeah. Like, I'm always being affected by this. Exactly. And my friends also know how it is. So, and we, we feel like I think that's also pretty rare. I've never had a group of friends that understood what it was like trying to live being mentally ill. This is definitely like the one outlet that yeah. I have Same. for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really special that you can all turn to the band and, you know, communicate with each other, communicate musically in that sense. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really, I feel like it's starting to bubble up to the surface where more people are willing to talk about mental health. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one of the organizations that I've talked to in previous episodes, um, Punk Talks, what they do is they specialize in helping musicians with, like, mental health and pushing that conversation yeah. forward and stuff. So it's yeah. really neat that you kind of have that in mind already as something yeah. that you want to do musically. Yeah. For sure. It's so neat that bands like yours are pushing that, especially, like, in local and up-and-coming yeah. scenes, too. I feel like it's harder to yeah. push that subject It's sometimes. definitely important to talk about it. If it's uncomfortable for me... Um, I still think it's important to talk about it just because it's something that it just affects every part of your life and if someone's struggling with it it's hard to kind of reach out to people even if you want to sometimes it can be really hard I think it's good too because it can help other people too yeah it's like you know if they hear this and maybe they feel a certain way it's like you're not alone and I think that's like something that we want to push and promote is that like you're not in this alone other people are feeling this way. That's really special. You know, one of the bands that came to my mind when I was also listening to your music, and um, not just stylistically, but just the um, the emotion that you put into it stuff was Foxing, in the sense of like how, <laughs> like you know, that 
they're very upfront and direct about emotion and processing, you know, mental and starting to push all of the, the honesty forward and stuff. And that was just something that kind of came to mind too. I wanted to make sure you knew that. That's it's because it's awesome. But can you kind of describe, you know, your local scene or just playing shows? Yes. <laughs> so, um, Chris and Mel are both from Bureau. Okay. Um, but me and Shane live in Port St. Lucie. Um, and the scene there is like, it's thriving. Right really? Now, actually, yeah. So there's a lot of uh, really talented bands yeah. down there. Um, and we have like um, a cool venue for us to kind of play at. It's kind of funny, the venue like got closed down, reopened, got closed closed mm -hmm. down again, yeah. but it's like reopening again, kind of for like noise complaints. The city, yeah, the so, city like has a problem with them, which is messed up because it's like the only it's the thing only we have. outlet, yeah. Yeah, you need at least one space that you can turn to regularly. Yeah. Yeah, lucky you, where we're at right now, actually is kind of one of our best spots in St. Pete right now. Yeah. You know, you can, there's not as much control of the noise and you can actually enjoy a show in all ages and all that stuff, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and it's in uh, Stewart, which is pretty close to Port St. Lucie. Um, but yeah, it's awesome there. Tons of great musicians, and the scene has been really welcoming towards us yeah. in particular. Yeah, um, definitely. And Especially since we just started, everyone's yeah. been like very, very supportive. Really, really supportive. Um, yeah, so it's actually like a really great place yeah. for us to be doing music. In. It's kind of weird because it's, it's like you yeah. wouldn't think that there would be like good shows because I mean, no know, one's heard of. No one's probably ever heard of this, but it's like three and a half hours on the East Coast. Yeah. You know, in between like Orlando and Miami, so I feel like a lot of people like just look over it, but it's like we've had some really awesome shows. The menu is called Brewitarian or the Brew Now, and it's it's like almost has like a you know a group of people who know there's going to be shows here, so it's great to bring like touring bands and this and that because like we know it's going to be a good show. We were able to bring Stove; they had an awesome set. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's like a place that kind of gets looked over. Yeah. Oh, geez, we're going to have to hope that some of our listeners start coming through. Yeah, yeah. 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 sure. That sounds awesome. I mean, just the way that you've described that scene just sounds amazing. Like, yeah. I'm always curious about what other people's scenes are like and, you know, what you have going on there. So it's really cool that you have, like, a welcoming, strong DIY yeah, scene that's supporting really you. Yeah. Sure. That's so cool. Um, so you've been on tour with Stowe. This is actually the first episode I've recorded recorded like out of my car <laughs> while a band's on tour which is super fun because I'm like yes we finally get to do this but you know you've been on the road for a couple of days can you talk about you know tour life and playing different spaces uh yeah it's been like a lot of fun yeah like, I, I don't know I have little to no complaints I yeah. didn't get car sick one time this whole time it's been really fun everyone's been super cool um, this is like our first like tour yeah we've been playing around like a lot recently but you know, like I think this is the first time we've played. We've done three shows in a row, but this is the I think like the furthest like spread out. Yeah, yeah, uh, and like, with these like awesome bands yeah. in the middle and stove. We actually did like, five shows this week. Yeah. Even though yeah, we did four yeah. in a row, we did Monday and then Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. So this is probably the most shows we've done in a week, which is cool. No, that's awesome. I mean, the fact that you're able to kind of slowly build up to that and everything. This is your, this is kind of like your first extended tour and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really neat. What kind of places would you like to go on tour at some point? 
because you've mostly been practicing, like, you know, going around Florida and everything, yeah. which is great for long drives. We definitely, to that. Yeah, we definitely awesome. have plans. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. Lisa can, next time we do this, Lisa can say that she's been to Boston. True. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never been to Boston, so I just assume no one has ever been to Boston. <laughs> uh, it does not exist. We're working on a tour now yeah, this, for the this summer. summer. We're trying to go like up the East Coast. Awesome. We have a couple shows booked like in Boston yeah. and uh, Maine. So right now we're kind of in the process of getting up to that point. Yeah. So. Well, if you need help in Charlotte, I've got friends there and stuff. Ooh, so oh, awesome. awesome. Charlotte's yeah. got a great scene. There's wonderful people. Hi, Josh. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> we would love to go there. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really great people up there and stuff. Well, that's exciting. I'm glad that you have an East Coast tour in mind. That'll yeah, be so much fun yeah, for you. Definitely. So, if you could pick any band to play with, dead or alive, who would you want to play with? Oh, uh, <laughs> I'll put my picking cap on for that one. I'll give you three if you need to have like a longer list. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, I'm well, I've always been a huge Bowie fan, and he passed away recently. Fell in love with Bowie first time I saw him in Labyrinth when I was just a little little kid. Um, so I guess that's my dead one. <laughs> I would play with Bowie. <laughs> um, I think Death Cab again for yeah. sure. And then Corn. And then Corn. <laughs> yeah. True. I like the range here. Yeah. Death Cab, yeah. Corn to Bowie. It's yeah. it's, a, it's eclectic. It makes it, that would be a very fun show to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw like I went to go see Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is kind of weird. But they had the band Baby Metal opening up, and it was like oh, so yeah. far out there that it was actually like really sick to like see a band like Baby Two Metal open ends. up for Red Hot Chili Peppers. And baby Metal's awesome. It I was know. amazing. I had like I was so excited yeah. for that. Like Red Hot's like cool and all, but like Baby Metal. Yeah, that's so badass. Totally yeah. yeah. Definitely agreed. I like the sound of that. Or like the sound. Or maybe like the I people who yeah maybe. What I'm about the people who do like Naruto intros? Oh, yeah. just like oh, a and J-pop tour? Yeah, like something <laughs> yes. like. Sometimes we like listen to like all the Naruto songs. Like I do that too, to though. I actually yeah. went to. Okay, this is gonna sound horrendous, but like sometimes my favorite sushi restaurants there because it's J-pop. It's like popular in that country and stuff. Like yeah. they'll play the radio there, and it's awesome. So you get to listen to like all of the anime openings and closings and everything. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Um, yeah, so cool. So Japan <laughs> might be a band goal then at some point, I would say. For yeah. sure. What kind of goals would you say that you'd want to have like within the next year or so as a band and maybe even as musicians? Travel, go yeah. everywhere, play shows. Yeah, I mean, I want to play a show every single night for the next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I think, everything. If I could tour yeah, full time and like survive off that, that would be a dream come Absolutely. Through. I've been seriously loving it. I'm so glad because like some people get into it and then like, find out that it's like not their thing and like yeah. they don't like touring and going around and stuff but it's been so much fun for me yeah. it's like a dream come true yeah yeah what's in your like tour survival kit um drama me no not drama me <laughs> bony it's like bony lasts 24 hours drama me you have to take it every four hours so bony for sure motion sickness travel tips it. with lisa yeah <laughs> you don't want me to get nauseous i don't even know i don't bring a lot of stuff like uh, Water. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say pillow, blanket, <laughs> drinks, um, five different outfits for one day. Five of my energy has been getting me through a lot recently. <laughs> Smart water. Smart, Smart water with a sports cap. Yeah. Sports cap
gosh. So what's next for you? Um, do you have any new music kind of planned or anything um, along those lines too? Well, we're like writing new music. We want it. I think we want to record in the fall again. So oh, awesome. That, that would be really cool. But um, we don't have anything like planned exactly yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're in the I think that um, we definitely want to try getting maybe like sets made. Oh, awesome. And, like, kind of yeah. getting our current um, EP onto different formats. Formats, yeah. Like, that would be super cool. Do a 7 inch vinyl. would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's just so expensive. See, you know what? Oh. A 7 inch is, is like, it's our, our EP is like. 15 minutes long and a 7 inch can only be 14 minutes. Oh no! Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, true. it's, it's like just, it's just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I true. would buy that. I would buy a 10 inch. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Alright, well everybody's gonna have to make sure that they download lots of Boston Marriage, give them some money their way so they can get us a record and cassettes and stuff, so. Give us all your money. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepared to at this point. <laughs> Alright.
entered Boston Marriage of Vera Beach, Florida. This is without a doubt a band for you to keep your eyes and ears on, especially if you spot a tour date heading your way. Their live sets are utterly chilling. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me on social media. Find the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Angry Girl Music, where you can find links to episodes and support for really awesome feminist projects or articles. Until next time, I'm Amanda. Go buy some awesome anti-catcalling pins from my friend Michaela at Tuscan Temper. We love supporting feminist projects, especially from our friends, so go show some support. Ever since, but I never felt right.